everybody, this is Diva Satanica from Nervosa, and you're listening interview on the fire. Welcome to another brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your KCAST host, Sonny, here along with Diva Satanica. Quite the honor. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today on IUF. This is an exciting way to kick off 2021 for you and the rest of the band over at Nervosa with the release of your fourth studio album, Perpetual Chaos, arrives January 22nd on Napalm Records. You know, first off, Diva, I want to say congratulations on all of the well-deserved recognition you and the band have been getting so far. And obviously, horns up to Decibel Magazine. Oh, uh, thank you so as much. You and the it's girls really, have, really appreciated. Yeah, and <laughs> as you and the girls have taken a firm hold of the latest front cover, and as a longtime subscriber of the magazine myself, this is also the first time in the history of Decibel that an all-female band has been featured on the cover, which I'm just really proud to see. This yeah. is how you unleash the new year to a great start, and there's just... So much to unravel about all this, but before we get to all that and beyond, and I'm talking a lot here, but I'm going to ask a very important question to start things off. It's, but it's a simple question, Diva. Okay. How are you? I know a lot has changed since last March. You know, how are you and the band as of late and how's life in Spain right now? You know, we're in the middle of the pandemic, obviously. Yes, well, we are, um, this year has been um, crazy for everybody, you know, but especially the beginning of 2021 has been even more crazy than the previous one because uh, suddenly we are surrounded by snow. Nothing like that happened before. All right, it snowed <laughs> so here in like... Dallas. I have to, I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you. It snowed here in Dallas, yeah. uh, in Texas, oh, really? in Texas. Uh, this past weekend so sorry i just wanted to point that yeah, out yeah <laughs> this this is crazy never happened something like that something like having snow until your knees you know this is not normal here so yeah it's been a good start of the year <laughs> but yeah it's been a, a good year for me because i had um, an amazing choice of joining this project and i'm very thankful for this amazing chance so yes i can say that it's a it was a bad year for me so I'm very happy. Yeah. And making the best of a situation is easier said than done. You know, I, I mean, we all had a good, it's, it wasn't a terrible year. You know, we're still here doing mm. what we're, what we love, you know, being away from the stage a lot as of late diva, how are you keeping up your vocals these days? Is that affecting your musicianship? Has anything changed for your routine wise lately, if at all? Yes, it's not the same practicing on your own or going to a rehearsal room than going on tour. Because when you're going on tour, you always push a little harder just to be better and better. And you have all that adrenaline uh, on the top. So uh, it's not the same. But um, you have to practice because you can do anything else. So uh, that's all. And I can do it daily, but uh, almost twice per week or something like that or even I, I take vocal lessons too so right. anytime that I have some, some students and I have some students for rollers and um, stream metal singing and I take vocal lessons too for my melodics because I sucks <laughs> <So> <laughs> I need help with that and it's good for my growling also so yeah I try to practice every week but it's not the same for sure you know, and my listeners, you know, who don't know out there, you know, uh, Diva joined Nervosa. I mean, the announcement was made mid 2020 where the new lineup announcement happened. If 2020 wasn't chaotic already, I mean, already, you know, that's that. I mean, that alone should, you know, provide proof right there. 
you know, Diva, you know, even though you did join in 2020, Nervosa did form in 2010 and they've been at it for 10 years and now you're with them. But you've been at this for a while too. Aside from Nervosa, you were with Blood Hunter outreach you've also played in a ton of festivals like rock the coast or terra brutal fest resurrection fest catastrophe fest. i mean the list goes on for you so i wanted to ask you know you're talking about you know being busy with what you're busy with staying at home how is the touring life for you personally because now we're all kind of just taking like an unexpected step back and does it make you have a growing appreciation of the touring life because we're talking you know culture the fans, even the food. There's just so many things to pick apart about the touring (laughs) life. What makes it amazing? Like what was your biggest takeaway about that? Um, I mean, sometimes it's very hard to be on tour, as you said, because uh, you can eat properly, you can sleep. (laughs) um, The venue is not the best in the world and you are in a very bad condition or even you have a lot of cold and you get sick, but um, it's the same that we were talking um, some minutes um, before. When you have all that adrenaline and you are on stage, you want to be the best and you want to uh, make people feel happy to be there. So you try uh, your best as usual, even despite of the fact that the conditions are terrible. So yes, I terribly miss the stage. I had a lot of pretty bad situations. But um, when you are there, you forget about the bad stuff and you just get focused on the good moments and all that um, kind of uh, beautiful memories that you have on the road. And, you know, with Nervosa, we couldn't be on stage all together yet. So for us, yeah, it's been like um, we are more than anxious, you know, because this is like um, we want to show you um, how this new lineup can sound, but we can do it on stage. So we just can release some videos and the documentary of the recording sessions and stuff like that. And it's sad in a way, but uh, well, we have to, to wait until things are better. And hopefully next year, I don't know if this year we can make it because we had a lot of uh, amazing plans for the USA and and a lot of tours and shows already booked, but we don't know. So I'm just crossing my fingers. <laughs> I'm crossing my fingers too. Obviously we will be doing yeah. these interviews in person. If you guys did come to Dallas, like yeah. we talked about before the interview started, you know, a lot of a very common subject on interview under fire. And you've seen this for the last, what, almost a year is live streaming. A lot of the bands, what they do on stage, mm-hmm. get it on the screen, like we're doing right now. But, you know, with the amount of experience that you've taken in, Diva, throughout your career, whether it's with Bloodhunter, you know, and of course, you want to get Nervosa out there. There's that anxious feeling to get that new lineup out there, the new sound. Do you ever feel like I've interviewed bands that say that told me that an album doesn't feel complete until you get the mm-hmm. chance to present it to the fans? Do you feel like that? Does that ever like seep in the back of your head? Like, OK, sure. Album's done. Now we have to. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Yes, because obviously having a um, releasing an album, it's an amazing experience in, in your career, but um, you need that connection with the audience and with the fans, you know, because it doesn't sound the same 
when you listen to the album at home and when you go to a show with all the production and stuff, it's very different to be just face to face with people sharing that feelings and, and all that you've been working um, on the album. So, I mean, live streamings, it's an amazing option when we can do nothing else. And I bought a lot of tickets during these months for uh, Behemoth, as I can say. Behind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I bought a lot of tickets for live streaming this month, but it's true that it doesn't feel exactly the same. And especially for us as a new band, because this is like a fresh start for us, mm -hmm. um, doing a live streaming would be just it feels like unfair because um, it's not exactly the same. It's going to be the first time that people are going to see us. And we are not very comfortable about uh, with Nervosa doing something like that for the very first time. In case that the situation um, got much worse, we'll do it for sure. But um, not right now because we are... Um, we want to trust <laughs> yeah. in the in the situation and let's see if we can make it, I don't know, by the end of, of this year, maybe, I don't know. But yeah, that will be the best option. Just waiting a little bit. Yeah. And anyone who doesn't know that Behemoth live stream was amazing. It was done, I think, a couple yeah. months ago. And like a movie. It was yeah, like a movie. Ex exactly. Hey, you, you take notes. If that, if that does come yeah, to yeah, yeah. Uh, the surface as far as doing the live streaming, you know, and I like asking that question. There's no wrong answer that you put out because there are some artists who say, yeah, it's live streaming still allows me a chance to engage with the fans. And there are artists who say, oh, I'm not doing anything until all this is over. So it's you don't know the situation, you know, making the best of it. Like I said earlier, it's it's easier said than done, but you guys are doing it. I know we've covered hmm. so many things already, Diva. Let's talk about that new album, Perpetual Chaos, like we just okay. mentioned here. It comes out January 22nd, which is the follow up to 2018's downfall of mankind and which since then like we talked about there was a whole new lineup change that now includes you mia and eleni and paprika being the original member that's remaining now i got to say about something about this record to me when i heard it it was just an a blended fusion of death and thrash metal it was so raw so aggressive so in your face i'm surprised to even have a head that's upright that's still talking to you right now from the <laughs> you know the opening track venomous to the title track to genocidal command to godless prisoner to under the ruins this was as good as it gets and this was written in three months and recorded in one month there was an intense process uh, you yeah. know you <laughs> talked about that so how much did things change diva from when you first started composing on this album to where you ended up finishing it did a lot change in between did nothing change in between was there already a specific sound you guys knew you wanted with perpetual chaos um i think we had an idea about uh, the final result of this album because um we never met until we got into the studio so it was like uh, just sharing files for three months <laughs> and exchanging some ideas, you know, sometimes Prika sent a riff and then she asked us to add our parts or she has a concept that she wanted to talk about and she asked me to write some lyrics. And we work in many different ways, but everything uh, from our homes, each one of us from our home. So it's been kind of difficult because uh, we didn't met in person, you know, so it was like four strangers trying to work all together <laughs> for the very first time. 
and just uh, sending files, you know. And this was very difficult, but very interesting because uh, we learned like um, a new way of just trying to to connect with each other, just to to write some music. And then when we went to the studio, it felt amazing because uh, it was like okay. I have to live for one month with these girls. This is going to be amazing, but um, we have to work together. We have to learn how to live all together. And um, it was like um, that feeling of putting all the pieces together and suddenly, wow, it happened, you know, like, like magic, something um, just amazing because um, it's very difficult to work from the distance and then everything works perfectly and it's been amazing uh the very first time that we could listen to the to the whole recordings it was like can't believe that i just done this you know it's like it's amazing because any song in this album is different from the other and you never get bored of listening um the entire song it's like uh, normally sometimes you just skip to the next song and with this album i don't have that feeling you know it's it's wrong that I'm talking about this. No, no, it's <laughs> not. It's not. It's, it's your, your, this is your input. Now, you know, speaking of magic, you know, this is recorded at our artist Soneo studio in Malaga, Spain. Hopefully I said yeah. that name right. And this is produced by Martin Furia, who also produced Downfall of Mankind. He's also known for his work with Evil Invaders, Sister of Suffocation, uh, Destruction. And you said, I'm going to quote you, Diva. He helped me to find nuances in my voice that I didn't know I had. So having said that, I'm, I'm guessing there was a sense of comfortability in the studio for you, knowing that you're working with Martin on this record. You know, Martin is an amazing person and he is obviously a very professional and amazing producer an amazing lyricist because he helped us a lot with lyrics when we were like out of ideas because we wrote some lyrics in the studio too because well, we had like this pre-production before and then we entered the studio and it was like, I don't like these lyrics, you know, and so he helped us with that and we started from the scratch and that was great because he has amazing ideas for for all the songs. And um, it happened the same to me with singing because I don't have the same vocal register as Fernanda had and that was a, a something to, to have in mind in the beginning because we didn't, yeah, yeah, because uh, we didn't know uh, you know, if mm, everything, it was going to sound too much aggressive or too much de into the death metal styling. We didn't want it that because fans of Nervosa are thrash metal uh, fans, you know, and yeah. that could be a lot of changes. We had a new lineup, new people, this new album, everything was so new that we didn't want to have that uh, big distance between one vocal register to the other. So we thought about this idea of um, finding this uh, point in the middle of the high screams and the vocal fry of, of Fernanda until getting to my <laughs> false chords style and my deep growl. So we work um, on that. And I, I think that that was a, a good idea. You know, the lyricism, by the way, I want to say you nailed it as far as the vocals are concerned. That's, oh, okay. I mean, that's just a fan of me. Okay, now back to professional. You know, <laughs> the lyricism and the themes inside Nervosa surrounds, you know, society, political grievances, protests, capitalism, apocalypse. 
you know, things like that. But how important are themes to you, Diva? Is that more about helping you write or sound? Or is that more for the audience? Because a lot of artists, they don't really care about themes. They just do 10 songs mm. in the studio and that's it. But I felt like with Nervoso, yeah. even with Bloodhunter, even with the other bands you've been a part with, I felt like there was just a specific dilemma that you wanted to achieve as far as the theme. Is that true? Yes. I mean, it's for me, it's very important to to feel the lyrics because if mm-hmm. you since obviously you can have done a lot of collabs with bands that were completely out of the death metal scene. It was like power metal bands or heavy metal bands, something quite different. But even for that, I needed to feel the lyrics and understanding what I was talking about because um, I need to get emotional, you know, because this is like uh, growling. It's very emotional in the end. You need a lot of passion and, and strength and that feeling of power because you don't have that. It's like uh, just yelling to a microphone and that's all. And I don't want that, you know, so I, I need to um, translate that emotion into something like a musical experience and for me, singing something that I can really understand and feel it's very important. So um, I, I wrote a lot of uh, lyrics for this album. Rika wrote some lyrics too. Martin helped us with the final arrangements. But I have been there during all the arrangements. So uh, Martin and I were working. I remember that we were... Uh, we got up early in the morning and we started to check all the lyrics and just made the, the corrections and so on all together. And for me, that was amazing because I learned a lot thanks to, to Martin. And I discovered new ways of working in, the, in terms of uh, songwriting also. So yeah. it's been an, an amazing experience for me. Yeah. And for this album, we didn't know if uh, we have like a center topic for all the lyrics, but it came naturally, you know, we had like uh, this idea of talking about chaos, of talking about uh, corruption, of talking about uh, wars and this pandemic situation. But then um, once again, everything took sense. And it was like, yeah, we had this idea of this uh, human behavior topic that we've been creating chaos since many centuries ago with wars, with capitalism, with drugs, with animal abuse, everything, you know. So it yeah. was like, okay, now we have this, everything makes sense and we have this uh, central topic of the perpetual chaos. And obviously we all know about the situation going on here in the States. I felt like this album is dropping at the perfect time. Like we <laughs> we need your music. Uh, let me just point that out. You yeah. know, I, I think, I think uh, you so know. So sorry for, for you guys. Hey, this... we're, hey, we're almost, we're almost through. We're almost through. Just, I think one more week and then we'll, <laughs> we'll be yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I for mean, sure, you, know, you will survive because you are the USA, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then and once that you know, turns around, you guys come to the States, pandemic's over, and then back to, yeah. you know, what we love doing, <laughs> you know, um, I know we're running out of time here, but before we go, I want to, I want to ask, you know, because everything just rounded out to this topic here, you know, from the different experiences and perspectives that in your timeline that you have taken in that we talked about already, you know, Diva, you said that metal saved your life. Metal saved my life too. I mean, here I'm here with a behemoth plaque yeah. behind me, you know, <laughs> and you also work as a psychiatric nurse or do you still work yeah. as a, okay. And, and the fact that, your band is an all-female group in a world of a male-dominated music genre. I also want to point out that you were on the Spanish edition of The Voice as the first extreme metal vocalist. Now, whether it's with Nervosa or Bloodhunter or Outreach, what is the most rewarding part for someone like you 
who is now at this point in their career at the same time has been involved with so many other different aforementioned talented bands, artists, individuals throughout that timeline. Did all that just play a part in helping you grow as a person? In other words, have you ever had a chance to stop and take a look back at how, how far you've come? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Much further probably than I could imagine ever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm always thinking of um, trying new stuff, you know, because um, uh, all my life I had this feeling of uh, like I could do probably more just to have my dreams come true. And you never know, you know, because uh, you can try many different things, but uh, nobody is going to tell you, yes, you can do more or try this or you could try this other thing. You don't have that in your life. Nobody, I think. And um, I think that any chance that I had to do something different, like going to the the Voice TV show or doing a collab with another band, that was an important thing for me to develop as an artist because um, it makes you try different stuff that you probably for yourself never thought about it, you know. So it's important to just try to uh, get out of the comfortable zone and trying different stuff. And for me, it was like that. So with my daily job as a psychiatric nurse, I never know um, what is going to happen in the same day. You know, I have my schedule, but um, suddenly somebody came in because it feels very bad and I have to figure it out how to help these people. <laughs> and for me, it's, it's cool because um, you learn how to improvise uh, depending on the situation. And then you feel very good just to, to think, okay, I had this problem. I tried to solve it. Maybe it doesn't work as I <laughs> wanted to, but finally I tried my best and I'm happy because I, I put a lot of effort in this. And I think that this, this is very important, just having passion for trying new stuff and being open-minded to keep on learning new things. And if it wasn't for the music you guys put out, I wouldn't be here. So thank you again for oh. doing what you do, for the passion that you do. I know it's it's easy to lose a passion when you're stuck at home like we all are. But I mean, you're doing that, you know, and I want you to keep doing it. And I'll keep doing this. Hopefully we can do this interview in person with you and the girls. Maybe when you guys yeah. come, come to Dallas, that'd be a really great way to, uh, you know, kick things off here in the States. Now, I think we have a couple of minutes, but I want to finish yeah. things off on a fun note. Five favorite albums you can think of at the top of your head right now that's a tough question for me but um yeah i think probably the very first one would be um, appetite for destruction of dance and roses because it was the very first album that i've learned all the lyrics i know all the lyrics of this album so (laughs) i think it's one of my favorite ones um yeah the satanist of behemoth for me it was like um, good it's so good isn't it (laughs) yeah it was like uh i've never heard something like this before it has everything the the atmospheric uh, approach the the trumpets everything it's like perfect the perfect concept of extreme metal for me um maybe well, I love uh, "Permission to Land" of the Darkness. Hey, yes. that hey, that, so that funny. That's a good album. I haven't. I think I only heard that album just once, and I and I put it down. But I've heard that album. That's it. Shows how unique your taste is and where you draw your influences yeah, yeah, yeah. from. You know, I mean, 
I'm just going to put the, put this out there, but one of Sarah McLaughlin's albums, Sarah McLaughlin, you know, I love her. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, she's a great singer. And then I would turn it's around amazing. and listen to Behemoth, you know, just, just an yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. You can feel that Queen vibes and then going to the ACDC sometimes. It's like amazing. You know, when that album came to my hands, yeah. it was like, wow, <laughs> rock and yeah. roll. Um, okay. You got two, two more. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm putting, uh, this is the interview um, under fire, isn't it? I'm putting you on the spot here. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Nymphetamine of Cradle of Filth. I love oh, that album. Great album, again. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Gabrielle, uh, Medusa, Camlock, everything. Gilded Count is one of my favorite songs ever. So I think Danny Filth is a very underestimated singer because sometimes, obviously, you have a bad day on stage, but he can do everything. He can approach all the vocal techniques and instrumental singing, and it's so easy for him that... Man, I don't know, but he should be like more well considered, I think. Yeah, yeah, it shows how big of an influence that he's put like in the metal community, not just metal community, just music in general. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, last um, one. <laughs> um, See, well, I really maybe... wish we had more. Yeah, I wish we had more time on this, but yeah. <laughs> can, can you think of maybe it? Maybe Communion of Septic Flesh. Oh man, it was like you. a. Is, I yeah, love yeah, that yeah. One. Great list. I love Septic Flesh, and it was like the um, the change to the that uh, ethnical and symphonic approach, and it was very different from the previous album. So I think that was a point of inflection. Of I mean, I, I really love them, and I think if if this can happen in October, we will be playing together at the Mexico Metal Fest. Awesome with orchestra. So for me, it's going to be like wow. my biggest dream come true you know i yeah. bought some tickets for that live stream too <laughs> and yeah yeah my voice broke there when you call out all those albums so i apologize for that i got really excited <laughs> so obviously that's how you know how big of an impact those albums have had on me man diva before i let you go here do you have any like last words any shout outs any plugs you want to mention about nervosa before the new album drops uh next week thank you so so much because without you any release would be uh, well known and we couldn't spread the word about it. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me tonight. And yes, yeah, sure. Stay tuned because next week we will release a new video clip called Under Ruins. And we're going to release our per Perpetual Chaos album next Friday, 22. So there's a lot of news coming and we can wait to meet you all on stage, on the road, whatever. So yeah, take care, stay safe, and hopefully see you soon. Perfect. And uh, just stick around for just 30 seconds right after we get finished up. And everyone who is listening, this is Diva Satanica from Nervosa. Please pick up Perpetual Chaos January 22nd on Napalm Records. If you can purchase the album, because the bands can't do it without your help. And you can listen to this podcast on Apple, iTunes, any major a podcast stream out there, Spotify, Stitcher, you can check us out or interview on fire.com. Diva Satanica, such an honor. Please be safe out there in Spain and we'll see you here in the States when the time comes. I'll see you next time. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. Have an amazing weekend.
Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview on the Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. And also, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can find us at Interview Under Fire at Facebook or at Instagram. Or you can write us directly at schwag at interviewunderfire.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-G at interviewunderfire.com. Or Rezablade, that's R-E-Z-A-B-L-A-D-E at interviewunderfire.com.